The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, fantasy tragics. Good morning, DFS degenerates. We are back. It is our daily podcast. The one daily DFS podcast that you can trust to go early. Get you set up for the night's games. It is Hoopballs DFS today. We are looking at Friday, March 19th games. We have 10 games on the card. And Friday games, you guys know what that means. David Menkoff back in the house. We had a week off last week where Will joined me. Uh, it's good to have the team back together. How are you doing over there, Dave? Doing fantastic. Really excited to be back in the action. I could not be more thrilled to go into a Friday night slate with you. It's, it's, it feels like it's been more than just a week off, I'll tell you. Uh, I guess it's closer to two weeks once we get around to the next Friday. But yeah, man, it's good to have you back. Uh, you know, we uh, both just mentioning how, how busy things have been for both of us with work and other things. But uh, man, we've still got to dive into these 10 game uh, fixtures and hopefully we can break it down for all the good people out there. But before we do that, just got to mention, as always at the top of the show, my bookie, uh, mybookie.ag. We, we love these guys. Uh, this is where you go if you're going to place your money on gambling and betting. Uh, that is not something that I do, as I've mentioned before, but uh, we know, we know here at Hootball that my bookies are just the best site to do this. Uh, if you are using your gambling, uh, your money for gambling, and of course, they also have that casino side of the website. So if you are not a gambler like me, uh, I can still jump in there and play some casino games, which is awesome. Some blackjack, roulette, uh, whatever your flavor may be. Uh, you know, uh, we here at Hootball, we just don't hand out this uh, uh, to everybody. It's It's got to go to the website that puts in the hard yards, and that is mybookie.ag. And we still have this promo code. If you have not signed up to mybookie.ag yet, First of all, please do. What what are you doing? If you if you're using another platform, we recommend MyBookie as the best place. And if you enter the promo code Hoopball, that's H O O P B A L L, you will get your initial deposit matched halfway up to a thousand dollars. So head over to MyBookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet on. Bet with the best. Bet with MyBookie. Dave, 10 games, man. we got to jump into this. Uh, let's get started. The first card uh, on the night is the Sacramento Kings playing the Boston Celtics. Uh, we do have a number of game totals and spreads uh, for some of these games tonight, which is great. This is a 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. We have a high game total of 235, and the Celtics favored by 7.5, not surprisingly. Uh, short injury list here. Uh, Boston Celtics, Romeo Langford and Tristan Thompson both out. For the Kings, it's Marvin Bagley the third with that uh, broken hand, I believe. Uh, uh, and that is probably all of consequence there. So this is going to be a bit of a slowdown game for the Kings, Dave. Um, I think we still have some options here, though. What do you like here on the Sacramento side of the ball? Yeah, you definitely mentioned it. I think on the Sacramento side, it's going to be very interesting. I know you know you talked about that it's kind of a slowdown opportunity, but I have to go with the red-hot De'Aaron Fox. I mean, he's been absolutely on fire. Uh, really motivated, not, not getting the all-star nomination, and he's playing like it, um, averaging over 50 fantasy points a game since the all-star break. 
just putting up rock solid numbers across the board. And his price tag has not uh, caught up to his level of performance, which is interesting. So I have to say De'Aaron Fox at 9,100 is one of my favorite plays on the slate. He might be overlooked too. Um, so it might be something worth monitoring, especially in the first game of the night. Uh, I love De'Aaron Fox. And then the other guy I'm looking at in his backcourt mate is the new starter for the Sacramento Kings, long overdue, Tyrese Halliburton at 5700 a slight price increase after an, a pretty solid all-around effort against the Wizards. I expect a, a game where he should be able to get closer to 30 fantasy points, just given his opportunity now that he's starting, getting consistent minutes, hopefully. Um, we all hope uh, if he gets minutes over 30, I think Tyrese Halliburton is another great play. Uh, and that's pretty much my interest level on the Kings side. Uh, with Marvin Bagley going down, uh, Rashawn Holmes has definitely taken more of the responsibility. But at 7,100, I think there are better options at the center position. So my two guys are De'Aaron Fox, number one, and Tyrese Halliburton, number two. Uh, what about you? Yeah, you, you can't go wrong with uh, De'Aaron Fox uh, or Halliburton at these prices, 90, 9100 for Fox. Uh, yep, uh, there are some high price guards coming up absolutely so fox as you mentioned would be a nice pivot away from some of those bigger names he may go well under owned here especially facing the celtics so 9100s a bit of a gpp pivot play for me i love halliburton at this price as you mentioned starting uh 32 minutes uh, versus washington in the last game he, he's been pretty quiet but um uh before the last four or five games, we have to remember that he was putting up monster numbers. So 36, 52, 48, and 31. Um, at this price, it is uh, definitely one of my favorite middle-tier guys uh, on the card tonight. Um, I will actually have interest in Rashawn Holmes. Again, we have some absolute center studs coming up later uh, but at 7100 this guy's got all the upside in the world in front of him and he's facing the Boston Celtics so I have interest in Holmes and Halliburton uh, here's a question for you Dave Hassan Whiteside played 20 minutes versus the Wizards last game couldn't really capitalize but 4300 we know what a point points per minute monster this guy can be if he gets minutes Bagley is out what do you think about Whiteside it's not a bad call. It's just so hard to trust Hassan Whiteside's yeah. production, especially in a game that might end up staying close. At least the Sacramento fans hope it's going to stay close. Uh, so Whiteside might not get the opportunity, but that price tag is just hard to ignore. It really is. It's You kind of feel a little dirty playing him, but uh, look, we all know what the potential upside could be with that guy. So 4300 is a value price. If you're not spending up at centre, it is somewhere you could land and hope that he goes off. Uh, across to the Celtics. So uh, we've pretty much got a clean bill of health here. Uh, Walker, Smart, Brown, Tatum and Tice will be starting. We have Williams coming off the bench and playing more minutes with uh, Tristan Thompson out. Who do you like here for Boston? Yeah, I think with the Celtics getting close to full strength, it's hard to really trust any of the front court guys. Uh, for me, it starts with the back court. It has to go. With, I have to go with some interest in Kemba Walker coming off a rest day. His price tag is under seven k. Anytime I see Kemba Walker under seven k, uh, especially against the poorest Kings defense, I'm gonna fire up some Kemba. Uh, I think he's got potential for 35, 40 fantasy points pretty easily in this type of matchup against the, the Kings backcourt so i love kemba walker is my favorite play uh, on the Celtics side uh, jalen brown eight thousand is a little bit enticing but i'm probably not gonna have too much interest in jalen brown despite 
back-to-back just out, outstanding performances against the Cavs and the Jazz. I just don't know if he's going to get enough usage in this type of game with all these bodies back healthy and ready to go. Same applies to Jason Tatum, uh, the other front court battle, uh, the other wing player, sorry. 8900 is also a very high price tag despite some great, solid, consistent performances. Um, the only guy I'm really going to be looking at on the front court would be, have to be Daniel Tice. Uh, he burned a lot of DFS players, myself included, the other night against the Cavs. Really threw up a dud of 11 fantasy points, <laughs> but his but his price tag is 4400. So it's it's kind of hard to ignore, especially against the Kings. So I, I'm going to take another shot at Daniel Tice uh, in this matchup. Robert Williams, 5800, is just priced a little bit too high, despite his enormous upside, as we all know and and love about Robert Williams. So I'm going to say Kemba Walker. And then some Daniel Tice interest, and, and that's pretty much it for me on the Boston side. Who's who's your top dog on, on the Celtics? Yeah, I, I probably am leaning a little bit differently in a couple of spots to you here, and that's fine. Um, as a notification comes up and covers over my notes, thanks for that. Um, yeah, I, I probably like Jalen Brown here. I know that they're going to be full strength, but eight eight K the way this. Guys playing right now, shooting lights out, coming off 47.75 and 50.25 versus Cleveland and Utah. Uh, when you put up 50 points, uh, fantasy points against Utah, I will play him at 8K versus the Kings. Uh, I actually like Marcus Smart here, just at the salary saving. We all know that Walker could go nuts here. It is the Kings backcourt. I just like the salary saving of Marcus Smart up to uh, 29 minutes in the last one should be starting 29.75 DK points against Cleveland I like that price tag just a little more than Kemba Walker's that's all uh yeah I'm probably not looking at Tatum here uh Tice uh, is a play uh, it's a it's definitely a GPP play at the moment don't trust Daniel Tice for cash but 4400 is a pretty enticing um, enticing price tag uh, for a big guy versus the Kings uh, look, yeah, you mentioned Robert Williams. 5,800 is starting to get tough to trust. But, man, we, we always talk about points per minute monsters. This guy is absolutely one of those. Uh, Tristan Thompson is out. Williams put up 48 DK, DK points in 27 minutes in his last game. And before that, he went 42.25 in 19 minutes a couple of games ago. The ups is unmistakably there it is a gpp play uh yeah and i think that's probably it for me it'll be a little bit of marker smart but mostly focusing on jalen brown and robert williams cool let's slide to the next one second game of the night this is a 7 30 p.m eastern standard time we have the san antonio spurs traveling to the cleveland cavaliers at the time of recording no game total no spread but we do have an injury report so we know that Andre Drummond is no longer playing for the Cavs. Kevin Love is listed as out. Also, Torian Prince is listed as out. On the other side of the ball, we know that LaMarcus Aldridge is no longer playing for the Spurs, so he is obviously out. And DeMar DeRozan is still listed as out with personal reasons. Uh, look, I've, I've got a couple of targets here, Dave. It's going to be a fairly slow game. I would imagine these two teams uh, like to take the air out of the ball and play some defense. Uh, well, one team to play some defense anyway. <laughs> On the Spurs side of the ball, uh, up against the Cavs, we must have holes in defense here. What do you think? Uh, DeJounte Murray, Derek White, uh, we've got no DeMar DeRozan. Um, who do you think you might be able to play in the Spurs backcourt? 
Yeah, I mean, thanks for just naming the two guys I was looking at. I really appreciate <laughs> Sorry, man. that. Okay, we can move on. Thanks for that, Dave. <laughs> we can absolutely move on. No, no, no. no. Um, Go. Deontay Murray, 7,300, is a great price tag for Deontay in this type of matchup. I know he's coming off a, a dud against the Bulls, uh, but he's a guy that can put up 40 to 45 fantasy points, especially with the Rosen out, as you mentioned. So I love Deontay Murray. And then, of course, Derek White. Another guy that's very volatile. So I would say he's more of a GBP play just because he's been so inconsistent uh, over his last four games alone. He's put up games of 17 and 20 along with games of 34 and 41. So he's a guy that, you know, is, is still trying to find his rhythm coming back uh, from injury. So I like Derek White more of a GBP play. But Deontay Murray is my favorite play in the backcourt. And the other guy I have to look at uh, is the new starting center, or should I say, um, the starting center, that, that's rightfully so, Jakob Pottle. Uh, he's just been absolutely incredible uh, recently. His last two games put up 40 fantasy points against the Bulls and the Pistons. Uh, I don't see the Cavs being much of a, of a defense for him as well. I think he's got double-double written all over him as well in this matchup. And a 6,100, he's a great mid-tier center option on this slate. So I like him and Deontay Murray as my two favorite plays on the Spurs. Yeah, I am straight down the line with you there. It is DeJounte Murray at 7,300. As long as DeRozan stays out, this guy gets uh, as many shots as he likes pretty much. Loves those mid-range jumpers. Uh, I, I think he's a great play here at 7,300 if you're not spending up on some of the guards we've uh, kind of hinted at coming up later. Um, Derek White, absolutely for me, 5,500 is a G. PP play only. Don't trust him for cash at the moment. Uh, very volatile, as you mentioned, bouncing between, you know, 40 DK points and 15 DK points. So it is a GPP play if you happen to land there. And yeah, it's Jake, it's Jakob Pertl here for, for me. Uh, this is a fantastic starting price uh, for a starting centre playing, you know, good minutes every night. And now he's got the Cavs. So uh, um, his last two games were 40 DK points plus, And that is where I'm limiting my interest. I do like to play small forwards against the Cavs. They've been giving up a stack of fantasy points in that position, but I don't know if I can trust either Lonnie Walker or Rudy Gay coming off the bench and, you know, potentially playing some small forward minutes. So uh, I'm with you, man. DeJounte Murray, Jakob Pertle, and Derek White in some GPPs. Let's jump across to the Cavs. Uh, this is a little different going up against a fairly staunch San Antonio defense. Uh, it's also a fairly slow game. I, I don't know how much interest I have here for the Cavs, but maybe you found us something, Dave. Let's go. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see who's going to really pop off for the Cavs. I mean, I have some interest, but very li limited, uh, as you just mentioned. So my interest is going to really fall on two guys, and one guy is going to really have more of my interest level. The first guy I want to mention is Colin Sexton, 7,400. Um, a guy that should have a nice matchup against Deontay Murray. I think they have a chance to really go head-to-head -head in this in this game. A very high usage guard for the Cavs, coming off a 45-point effort against the Celtics. So I expect a, a performance somewhere in the 35-40 to 40 fantasy point range. So he's a great GPP kind of play, especially against the tough Spurs defense. I actually do like Sexton, but more for GPPs. The one guy that I actually am going to be considering a lot for cash will be Larry Nance Jr., He's priced up to 5,200, uh, but his last two games coming back, 34, 34 fantasy points and then 44 in the last one against the Celtics. I, I, I see a great opportunity for 
Larry Nance as a do everything kind of power forward position. I love Larry Nance as my as my favorite cash play uh, on the Cavs side, and then I'll sprinkle in a little bit of Colin Sexton to round it off for GBPs only. Who's who's your guy on the Cavs, if any? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Larry Nance Jr. for me as well, 5,200. Look, I'm not really interested in, in a great amount here for the Cavs, as I kind of mentioned off the top, uh, but um, no Kevin Love. Jake Crowd is also out, I believe. So Larry Nance Jr. at 5,200 should have all the minutes he wants. Uh, I don't mind that play. I think we, yeah, need to find some some mid-price value or, or bottom price value in this slate tonight because we have so many studs coming up it's not funny uh we have to find some value somewhere and larry nance is probably one of those guys um sexton yeah i look again it's just the pace the the spurs defense i'm not i'm not a hundred percent convinced that i'm will play much sexton here but uh, i yeah i love everything he said and can't fault you if you do end up landing on him i think a lot of that this is going to come down to builds uh for this um fixture as well because we've got Nikola Jokic coming up at center if you play him then you can probably look at guys like Sexton at that lower price tag in the guard spots and if you're going with someone like uh, we've got Luka Doncic coming up we've got Damian Lillard coming up uh, then you may not look at a Sexton at that price tag so yeah it's just going to be a build thing for me Uh, I will be looking at Nance and probably that will be it okay Hey, the next game, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is the Utah Jazz traveling to uh, the Toronto Raptors, and it is a 228.5 game total. The Jazz are favored by five. We do not have an injury report at the moment. Uh, Again, I am not – I don't have a great amount here in this game, uh, but Utah Jazz, man, break it down. Who do you have? Yeah, the Jazz, I think, are going to come out fiery and motivated in this one they really look like a different team uh since the all-star break and i I don't see that same dominant type of utah jazz that we saw before the all-star game so that's something to keep in mind uh, especially in this matchup against the raptors they are favored but i think it's going to stay close and therefore there are a few guys that i'm looking at on the jazz side and it's going to start with joe Ingles at 5500 a guy that's been showing a lot of consistency recently um, he's been coming off some some somewhat slower games of 24 and 27 against the Warriors and the Celtics, but as, as during recording, he is going off for for one of his signature Joe Ingles types of games. And at that price, like 5,500, definitely some mid tier value for sure. Uh, and he's going to be low owned again, so someone to consider for GPPs um, and some cast considerations as well. The other guy I'm looking at is Donovan Mitchell. Mr. Consistency himself. He is priced at 8700 which is actually a price decrease because of two straight duds. Uh, but I think he's going to get on track against the Raptors in, in a great matchup against Ben Lee and Larry. I love Donovan Mitchell in this one. Um, and, and that's that, that's going to be most of my interest level on the Jazz side. The other other guy I'm really going to be looking at is Rudy Gobert, 8400 But again, more of a tournament type of play. But he's a guy that is certainly going to be has the opportunity to put up just monster numbers game in and game out. So those are my three guys and I'm going to be leaning probably more towards Engels and Rudy Gobert. Who's who's your pick for the Jazz if you even have one at this point? Uh, perfect man. No, I've got Joe Engels listed here. I mean, you know, 5500 just just keep in mind that I believe Mike Conley's out tonight um, while they're playing right now. So that does give Ingles a boost. Uh, 5,500, though, as we've mentioned, we've, we have to find some mid 
tier and uh, basement value tonight. So I like Ingles at 5,500. Uh, I am going to actually just skip past the rest of the Jazz. Uh, I think the only other guy I may take stabs at if he's in would be someone like Mike Conley at 6,300. I like that price for Conley. Uh, but yeah, it's still just not an amazing play uh, for me. I may just pass on the rest of them. Uh Let's bounce to the Raptors. Uh, Kyle Lowry, Freddie Van Vliet, Norm Powell back to the bench, I believe. What do you have here for Toronto, Mr. Menkoff? Yes, talking about the Raptors, they're also getting back to full strength, and it's going to be interesting because for me, um, I'm going to have some interest in Fred Van Vliet, 7,800. I prefer him over Kyle Lowry at 8,400. I think he has a higher upside and is coming off an absolute dud against the Pistons, so I expect a huge bounce-back opportunity against the Jazz. Despite a tough defensive matchup, I love Fred Van Vliet in this one. I think he has potential to really bounce back and put up 40 to 45 fantasy points and providing a great play at that price tag. So I love Fred Van Vliet. The only guy I'm looking at is also a guy that's going to be a great bounce-back opportunity, and that's Pascal Siakam. Uh, 7100 is a very, very impressive price tag. A uh, very low price tag, to say the least. He hasn't been this price this low in, in months. Uh, and that's coming off a huge dud as well against the Pistons. I expect an, also on a bounce-back bounce back game. So I love Van Vliet and Siakam on the Raptors side. And that's really where my interest level is going gonna, is gonna to start and end because Chris Boucher at 7000 is just too high of a price tag to pay for him uh, despite a great performance. Uh, and that's it for me. Yeah, Boucher is an interesting one. I do have him high highlighted here uh he he's the upside guy right so you know we we know that freddie van vliet can go off as well but if we just look at the center position for toronto he's up, up against gobert uh that tends to scare a lot of people off in dfs but i'll tell you what if you actually look at the numbers gobert is a great rim protector but the fantasy points do flow at center versus the jazz so i don't mind boucher at 7k i will have shots at him there uh with the jazz being basically what are they here the seventh worst spot for defending fantasy points at center uh so don't let gobert scare you off especially against an athletic guy like boucher uh apart from that yeah it's probably just freddie van vliet for me if i was going to play anybody else i'm not overly interested in playing any of these guys though to be honest the jazz are a tough defensive unit uh 7800 i would definitely rather pay uh pay that than 8,400 for Lowry. Uh, I believe uh, OG Ananobi is probably coming back for this one, which just takes Norman Powell out of all consideration for me. Cool. Let's move across to the next game. This is an 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. We have the Indiana Pacers traveling and playing the Miami Heat. Oh, 216 game total. That is very low. Uh, the Heat are favored by five and a half. We do have injury reports for both teams, which is nice. Uh, Indiana Pacers, Jeremy Lamb is coming up as questionable. Jakar Sampson is questionable, and TJ Warren is still out. Miami Heat, Trevor Ariza out and questionable. We have Avery Bradley, Andre Iguodala, and Gabe Vincent. Man, 216 game total. Uh, that screams stay away, but there are probably a couple of places you can go. Uh, on the Pacers side of the ball, Dave, what do you think? Yeah, it's tough with such a low game total. I mean, anyone who really plays probably going to be considered low-owned uh, just given the game total. So I find a great opportunity to attack some of the big guys. So I'm going to be looking at DeMontis Sabonis up front as, as one of my favorite uh, kind of pivot options uh, at that high-tiered price tag. 
despite this matchup and this low-paced game, DeMontis Sabonis thrives in this type of environment. And he's coming off a nice little triple-double against the Nets. I love him, especially against Bam Adebayo. I still think he has triple-double potential. Uh, and that price tag is still in that mid-9,000 range. I like him a lot more in that 9,000 range than when he was a couple weeks ago at the 10,000 range. So I love, I love him. Uh, the only other guy I'm looking at really is going to be Malcolm Brogdon. Um, 7,200. I know Karis LeVert is back, so he's going to take a lot of the usage away uh, from Brogdon. But I haven't seen a ton of, uh, of issues with Brogdon getting his shots. He's still putting up 16, 17 shots a game. Uh, and he provides a little bit of everything from a steals perspective, some rebounds as well. Um, so I like Brogdon and Sabonis, and that's where my interest level starts and ends. Oh, we can just move straight on. That is exactly where my interest levels start and end as well. Sabonis, 9,500. Uh, yep, a, a nice little pivot away from some of the other high-priced big men we have and the nice thing that we can play him at power forward on DraftKings. So if you wanted to stack big men uh, at center and power forward, you could do that with Sabonis. Uh, Brogdon, uh, 7,200 is too cheap for Malcolm Brogdon. Yes, Liver is back. Uh, that's great to hear, but uh, 7,200. I think we had Malcolm Brogdon up closer to high eights at uh, one stage. So uh, you can look at Brogdon there for 7,200 if that is the way your build falls. Over to the heat, Jimmy, 9,500, Bam, 8,200. Tell you what, they are the only two guys I would look at here, but you may have found some value, Dave. What do you have on the Miami Heat? I think we can just go ahead and skip this side of the ball because you absolutely nailed both guys yet again. So I have nothing more to add at this point. Oh, man, I think it's just the way this falls. Like, I don't want to look at Linux or Dragic or Hero or Nunn or Robinson. Like, I just don't want to play these guys at those prices. They all look appropriate to me. Uh, Bam, 8,200. Uh, here's another one for you DFS heads out there. Miles Turner heralded as an amazing defender. Yes, he gets block shots. Fantasy points at center against the Pacers is a thing. It does happen. Uh, I like Bam at 8,200 if you're not playing someone like Jokic coming up later. Jimmy, 9,500, just a walking bucket. Jimmy Buckets, uh, he is on some kind of tear this season. They are the two guys. We are in agreement. Let's move on to the next one. Okay, we have the Detroit Pistons here. This is another 8 o'clock. PM Eastern Standard Time game uh, versus all oh, the Houston Rockets. Okay, what's going on with the Rockets? Who knows? Um, they have made some trades. PJ Tucker is no longer there. Uh, I'm pretty sure they traded in uh, DJ Wilson and uh, DJ Augustine. Uh, is that correct, Dave? That is correct. Uh, not much of a fantasy impact, though, uh, DFS-wise. No. Not, not really. I mean, it depends what, what shakes out further down the track for the Rockets. They're not winning. Uh, they are 11 and 27 at the moment. They may just pack things up, and then you may see a little bit more of those two guys. But I just think that was a mistake by the front office. I think the Rockets are in party mode, uh, and I think a couple of the players asked for two DJs, and that's what they got. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, Pistons. There, Sorry, guys. There is no game total, no spread here. We do have a stack of injuries, though. Uh, for the Detroit Pistons, uh, Hamadou Diallo is still not playing. Uh, Wayne Ellington is listed as out. Killian Hayes still out. Rodney Magruder still out. Sorry, has come up as out. And Jalil Okafor is still out. For the Houston Rockets, strap in. Dante Exum out. Eric Gordon out. Rodion's Kuruks has been traded to this team as well and is not playing. Ben McLemore is questionable. David Nwaba is out. PJ Tucker is out. And John Wall is still listed as questionable. So, man, there's so much 
much to this. Uh, I hope that you have been diving into this, Dave. We have a lot to t- talk about there. Pistons side of the ball, what do you think? Yeah, on the Pistons side of the ball, I mean, it's it's tough. I, I love, I have to I have to say, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Kevin Porter Jr. Um, just, just the opportunity and during the All-Star break, um, I made an immediate move on him in, in so many of the leagues. And it's, so far, it's paid off thanks to this tank mode that the Rockets have taken. Um, so I, I have to start and end with Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, normally. But there is some other interest I'm looking at on the Rockets' side. If Victor Oladipo ends up playing, 8300 is a pretty good price tag. Someone has to score the ball. And he is coming off a 45-point effort in the last one against the Hawks that he played. So I love Victor Oladipo in this one if John Wall ends up not playing. Uh, and then Kevin Porter Jr. I just touched on 7,200 is in play for me. And then the final piece of uh, the Rockets is going to have to be on my, uh, has to be around Christian Wood. 8,500 is a very high price tag and he's coming off an injury, but he did play 26 minutes, an efficient 26 minutes at that against the Warriors. Uh, if he gets minutes in the high 20s, in the, close to 30, I don't see much of resistance on the piston side of the ball, so I love him a lot. Who's who's your top pick on the Rockets side? You threw me a curveball there. I said pistons and then you went rockets, but that's cool, man. We can do the rockets first. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I'm keeping you on your toes tonight. Oh, you are, man. You are. That's cool. Uh, Look, Kevin Porter Jr., what do you think happens here if John Wall comes back, uh, if Oladipo comes back? Does he just get moved to the bench or does he slide down a spot? I mean, what do you think is going to happen with with this young man if both Wall and Depot come back in? It's it's hard to say, honestly. With John Wall, he is having a lot of knee issues and the knee is, is going to be a problematic point. So I don't think John Wall is going to, even if he comes back, is going to get too many minutes just with his knee concerns. So I actually love Kevin Porter Jr. long-term this season. But to your point, it's certainly a risk. Yeah, 7,200 does make that a little risky. But as we all have been seeing, the kid is absolutely balling out. 45, 46, 47 DK points in three of his last four. That is, if he continues to get those minutes, and and at this point, Wall is still questionable. So if Wall doesn't play, seven. 2200 is smash territory for that young man and it's the uh the big man in christian wood for me as well 8500 is pretty tough pricing for a guy who's only one game back from a really extended layoff but yeah the matchup is just so juicy versus the pistons front court uh he played 26 minutes in the last one and got up to 35 dk points uh it's an interesting one for me. We do have some studs coming up it would be a nice pivot and a salary saver away from some of those 10k guys uh, Pistons, we better go back and do those. Uh, <laughs> for me, really, mate, it's just probably Jeremy Grant, seventy-two hundred against a beat-up Rockets team. Uh, I like I like that actually more if we do get Wall or Depot back, uh, so that the game has a chance of staying a little bit closer. Um, we know that this guy has forty-point DK point. Uh, upside so 7200 is a pretty good price for a guy who's basically taking all the usage on that team uh the only other guy for me would be delon Wright, uh 6k he should be able to beat that salary versus the rockets this is going to be a nice paced up game against the rockets as well for the pistons so i don't mind him 6k coming off a 45.5 fantasy return versus toronto uh, the only thing there is Halliburton at $5,700, uh, $300 cheaper. It just screams play me. Uh, it may be a little bit of pivoting between those two guys. Yourself on the Pistons, 
what do you have, mate? Yeah, I have to say those are the two guys that I had circled in, in my notes as well. The only guy I want to throw out there is a potential lightning in the bottle, uh, the rookie himself, Sadiq Bey, coming off uh, impressive effort in the last one. We put up six three-pointers. He's actually the three-point leader among all rookies, which is a nice little little tidbit. So I, I think Sadiq Bey at 5,000 could be another great tournament play. But again, very much a volatile uh, option. So he's definitely going to be tournaments only for me. But I like Sadiq Bey as well added to the mix of, of guys that I'm looking at. Cool, man. Too too volatile for me, to be honest. I, I'd just uh, try to make a habit of not chasing those breakout games. Uh, yeah, I think that he is in play, but I just will not be risking it. Uh, cool if you do, though. Uh, let's move on. Next game, Brooklyn Nets, Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic are the home team, and this is an 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. No game total, no spread at this time uh, for the the Nets, Blake Griffin is not playing yet, and Kyrie Irving is coming up as probable. I uh, believe he rested on the the last game, so it's probably just a rest. He should be back in. Uh, no injury report for the Orlando Magic at this time. Okay, so the Nets are 10th fastest. The Magic are 18th fastest in terms of pace. We should get a decent game total here. Uh, for the Nets, it's the big two Dave, it's always the same question. Can you play either Harden at 11K or Kyrie at 9,300? Yeah, it's always the age-old question. You definitely nailed it. For me, I have to say, uh, with Kyrie Irving coming back for this one, it's really hard to trust Kyrie at 9,300 or James Harden. James Harden, of course, has the higher upside coming off just an absolute monster game with Kyrie out of 83 fantasy points against the Pacers. It's just, again, going to be very hard to play either. They're both in play for me for tournaments only, but neither is a cash play for me. The one, the, the third guy I'm actually looking at on the net side who I think is going to be uh, a great value play um, is the backup center, Nicholas Claxton, uh, coming off a 23-minute game against the Pacers, showing consistency, can get blocks, can get points, can get rebounds. Another one of those per-minute usage um, kind of fantasy guys that you mentioned, like Robert Williams, in that kind of mold. Uh, if he gets minutes and this game ends up turning into a blowout, I think he gets 20, 25 minutes. And I love him at that bottom dollar at 3,600 price tag. Um, and he's probably one of my favorite plays of this game at that price tag, given the matchup and, and the game itself. Perfect, man. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Claxton, we, we'd love this guy to get more minutes. There's a few guys in the NBA right now. De'Anthony Melton jumps to mind where you can see the talent. Uh, you just hope they get out in front of someone else or, uh, you know, start to pick up more minutes. 23 minutes, that's great to see. 10 field goal attempts, uh, eight rebounds. Yeah, he had a great game for 26.5. So that is definitely a GPP value play if you want to. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. Uh, if Harden and Kyrie both play at these prices, I'm not looking at either of them. I think we have better options in those high price brackets across the board. Uh, the only other guy is, uh, well, not guy, look, just look out for who's starting. I mean, they, they do throw around their starters a little bit. It can be Bruce Brown. Um, it can be Jeff Green. We know that Jared, Joe Harris is usually out there uh he had a nice little return as well in the last one for 28.5 dk points it's a bit of a blender with those three guys but if you fall on one of them and they are in the starting lineup i can't blame you okay 
Orlando Magic. Uh, they did not have Michael Carter-Williams for the last one, um, and Shasson Randall stepped up and played as the starter, did nothing with it. But uh, we also have some other targets on this team. Versus the Nets, the defense really isn't there. Orlando Magic. Who's who's your smash spot here, Dave? Well, I, I have this guy written, highlighted, gold uh, sprinkles of stars around his name, and that is... Michael Carter Williams. Just kidding. Absolutely <laughs> kidding. Absolutely kidding. Um, my guy, I, I really set you up for disaster there. Um, I have to say, my guy, it has to be the same guy, Nikola Vucevic, every Ooh, time. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really hard to fade him on any given night, especially against the Nets front court. I think Nikola Vucevic, um, former 76er, by the way, have to slip it out there every time we oh, record the show. Nicely done. Yeah, a huge, huge sadness there. But um, he's been absolutely raking recently. I mean, he has one game where he had 40 fantasy points against the Spurs in a blowout loss. But I expect this game to at least stay competitive long enough for him to put up 50 fantasy points. And I love him. I think he's one of the best center options on this entire slate, and especially in this game. I don't have a lot of interest anywhere else on the Magic. I mean, I, I'll have some some level of interest in Aaron Gordon if he ends up playing, but I doubt he's going to play in a second night of back-to-back. Uh, that price tag is really nice, 6500 coming back from injury, but I, I don't foresee him getting a lot of minutes, if any, uh, in this game. So my interest level, again, starts and ends with Nikola Vucevic. I, I'm assuming you have a similar card. Yeah, it's almost exactly the same here, man. It's it's Vooch and go home pretty much, 9,900. We know what centers can do to the Nets when they are a quality center. If Vooch is not a quality center, I don't, I don't know what he is. Uh, I think this could be very, very ugly for the Brooklyn Nets at that center spot. Um, yeah, we've got Joker coming up. We know he's playing in a pretty good matchup as well. Vooch is just $700 cheaper. So, yeah, it's a play. You could look at Vooch uh, as a pivot away from some higher-priced and uh, maybe more well-known names in the center position. Love it. Uh, that is about it for that game for me. I don't really want to play with Terrence Ross or Evan Fournier at the moment. That would be a flip of the coin for those two, and I don't have any interest in anybody else for the Magic all right, next game, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Golden State Warriors going up against the Memphis Grizzlies. There is definitely news we need to keep an eye on here. Uh, we have no game total, no spread at this time, but the Warriors have submitted an injury report. The Memphis Grizzlies only have Jaron Jackson Jr. out. Uh, for the Golden State Warriors, out. Marquis Chris, Eric Pascal, Clay Thompson, obviously. James Wiseman is also listed as out. Uh, we have two doubtfuls in Stephen Curry and Kelly Oubre Jr. That makes this an interesting game for me. Uh, for the Golden State Warriors, Dave, break it down. What do you have? Who are the plays if Curry doesn't play and if he does play? Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Now that he's listed as doubtful, which was a change from earlier, um, with him out, uh, there's a few guys I'm looking at, and that starts with the replacement, potentially, the young rookie out of Arizona. Nico Mannion, 3200 uh, is a fantastic price tag. I think he's going to get a ton of minutes if Curry's out in this game against the Grizzlies. Despite a tough matchup against the Grizzlies, he's going to have every opportunity to play, and I like Nico Mannion. I think that price tag is absolutely ready to move. Another guy I'm looking at if Curry's out on the Warriors' backcourt is going to be none other than Mr. Jordan Poole, uh, the, the young 
Um, the young promising guard that's finally really starting to show some glimpses of why the Warriors team drafted him out of Michigan. I like him coming off a 34-point effort against the Rockets. I think he's going to get a ton of minutes also if Curry is deemed to be out, uh, especially if Kelly Oubre is out as well. I think Jordan Poole takes a ton of usage uh, and just a guy that has no fear when it comes to shooting. So those are my two favorite plays. And then the final guy I'm looking at in the Warriors is going to have to be Draymond Green at 6700 That price tag is very much tolerable, and he is coming off a nice little triple-double at like he's been doing in recent games against the Rockets. I like him as a nice little, um, as a nice little, I would say a tournament play because I don't think he's going to have a ton of, a ton of uh, ownership as well on this slate. So I like Draymond Green, but if, with Curry out, Nico Mannion and Jordan Poole are my two favorite plays. If Curry plays, then everything changes. And then my only other guy I'm looking at is going to be Draymond Green. And that's it. What about for you? Yeah, Draymond Green, man. I, I love his game. I love watching him play basketball. Such a, an amazing basketball IQ. You know what happens to me? He, he goes from 51 to 20.5 DK points. Then he goes 56.5 and he goes 24.25. Guess which days I play him on? It is the 20-point return. So I just try to stay away from Draymond. Uh, but I do like that matchup. He's going to have a little bit more uh, of the ball running through his hands if Curry does not play. Um I'm probably sticking with Jordan Poole as my guy here uh, at 4,500. Coming off that nice 35 uh, DK point return, as you mentioned, that was only in 20, 24 minutes, by the way. So if he gets gets his shot going, I do like him. I like the Nico Mannion call. 3,200 is just too cheap for a guy who should see close to 20 minutes here with no curry. Uh, obviously, if curry plays, both of those guys fall off the radar pretty heavily. For the Grizzlies, uh, let's jump across Memphis. I'm not sure I like too much here. I th- think it probably the two big bigger names for me and maybe one um, value option. But yourself, Memphis, Dave, who do you have here, mate? Yeah, on the Memphis side, it's going to be, you touched on it quickly, the two big names, John Morant, 7,600. I think he is—he doesn't have really one of his ceiling games yet. This is a great opportunity if Curry's out for him to put up a ceiling type performance against the Warriors. I don't expect too much uh, resistance from the defense on the Warriors side. So I like John Moran at 7600. I think he's in play for me. He might even be more of an of a better play for me than Fred VanVleet at 7800, just because he's going to get consistent minutes. He's going to get every opportunity to play. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas up top, 7,500 against the Warriors, revolving door of centers. I love Valanciunas. I think he's got a double-double potential of even potentially getting a 2020 game in this type of matchup against the Warriors. So I love Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, he's my favorite play, uh, I would say, of this of the team here. And then the final guy I have to touch on is a guy that all us hoop ballers have to always touch on, and that is the Anthony Melton a guy that we've, we've been beating the drum with uh, as far as getting every opportunity to play and show that permanent upside that he has. Uh, and at 4,500, why not take a gamble with Anthony Melton? I think he has a much stronger chance of, of success than Jordan Poole at the other side of the ball. If he gets 20, 25 minutes, we've seen what he can do. In the last one, he put up 40 fantasy points in 23 minutes against the Heat. I love Anthony Melton. He's probably my favorite play. Um, outside. He's probably one of my favorite mid-tier plays uh, on the slate just because we've seen what he can do from with minutes, and I think he's finally going to get minutes, hopefully, 
the coach agrees with with my recommendation, Mr. Coach Jenkins. Uh, who's who's your top pick on, on, on the Grizzlies, if any, at this point? I think the fantasy community needs to band together as a unit and stand outside the Memphis Grizzlies head office with placards and beating drums and whatever else we can do to get DeAnthony Melton more minutes. Uh, we all see it. I don't know why Memphis don't. There's something going on there. Uh, yeah, but 23 minutes and 40 fantasy points, there's not much. Else, you have to say there, 4,500. He becomes one of the best value plays of the day. Uh, yeah, Jar Morant, 7,600. Uh, definitely has 50 point upside. I think I'd probably rather play him if Curry's not out there. Uh, maybe that means that the game doesn't stay close, though. So, look, I'm not too interested in Jar Morant. J Val, I think that's the, probably the play here at uh, what was he, 7,500. Um, yeah, Draymond's going to be. Uh, playing center minutes, but they really don't have anyone else there at the moment. So J-Bell is a fantastic price too. I think that covers that game. It does. Cool. Let's move on. We have a 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game here. Chicago Bulls. They are traveling and meeting with the Denver Nuggets. Uh, as I said, 9 o'clock p.m. Uh, we do have a game total and a spread, and it is 229.5, and the Nuggets favored by one. I may have written that down incorrectly. Uh, Dave, we'll let you jump into Chicago uh, and see what they have. Uh, actually, just a quick injury report for you guys. Chicago, Devin Dotson out. Garrett Temple out. For the Nuggets, Gary Harris and Monte Morris are both out. I will jump back into the game total and spread here. Dave, you take it away, mate. Go into the Chicago mode and I will check this uh, spread to make sure we have it correct. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I was going to say, there's no way that's that spread seems way too generous. For no, Chicago, no, 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 but... it's not. It's incorrect. <laughs> Apologies, everybody. It is it is Nuggets favored by six, and that may even be low. Uh, sorry about that, people. Dave, go with it. Bulls. Absolutely. Thomas Sodoransky, for me, is going to be in play. 4,400. His price tag has jumped up, but he's getting starter minutes. Um, and if, if they have any chance of keeping this game close, Sodoransky is going to have to get some heavy minutes especially with the disappearance of Kobe White, unfortunately. Um, so I like Sadoransky as a, as a nice little tournament play. The only other guy I'm looking at really is going to be Zach Levine. His price has gone down to 8700 I think now is the time to jump into Zach Levine. His last two games, he put up 50 points against the Spurs and the Thunder. I don't see why he can't, even against the Nuggets, put up another 50-burger. So I love him at 8700 I think that price tag is egregious for his level of talent that we're seeing out of the all-star himself. Um, so I like Zach Levine uh, as my favorite play on the bull side. And then I'll have a little bit of interest as well in Thaddeus Young, but he's going to be more of a tournament play. He is getting started minutes now coming off 42 fantasy points and 36 fantasy points respectively. And his price hasn't really jumped too much at 6,100. So I'm going to probably have interest in Thaddeus Young and Zach Levine, and then a sprinkle in a little bit of Thomas Aransky. And that's it for me. Perfect, man. That's my three guys too. So Thomas Sadoransky, 4,400. Great matchup. Should continue to start. Uh, I like him at 4,400 as one of the best value plays on the card today. Uh, I also like Zach Levine at 8,700. Back-to-back 50-point DK games. Uh, He is going to, you know, shoulder a, a lot of shot attempts for this team now that Kobe White is in the... Um, backup position or the coming off the bench. Uh, all I see is Levine getting more shot attempts here. Sadoransky comes in as the starting point guard and he's not a shooter. So 
Levine probably gets more usage than when Kobe White was on the court. I don't mind him at 8,700 as a pivot off of some of the big names. That would be it for me on Chicago. Uh, Thad Young, yeah, 6,100. He's coming off a couple of very nice DK point returns, and I love watching the guy play, uh, but I think he's just going to find it a little bit harder against Denver. On the Nuggets side of the ball, it is one guy and one guy only for me. Dave, do you have anything outside of the Joker? I do, actually. <laughs> I have to say, cool. I think attacking the Bulls is always fun for me. So I love attacking the Chicago Bulls. So I'm looking at Michael Porter Jr. as well. 6700 is a, is a nice little price tag. He's coming off a 47-point effort against the Hornets. He's really starting to show consistency, putting up to almost 20 and 10 on a nightly basis. I don't see any reason why he can't do that against the Bulls. So I actually have a lot of interest in Michael Porter Jr., He's actually, I like him more than Jokic in this game, uh, just because there are other center options that I like a little more than Jokic, given his his high price tag. So I, I'm going to say Michael Porter Jr. is my favorite play um, of, of the Nuggets. And then I'm also going to have a little bit of interest, very little, uh, mostly tournaments in Will Barton at 5,600, a guy that's been getting very consistent minutes and consistent performances, which is a nice, which is a nice thing to see from Mr. Mr. Barton. After earlier in the season, not getting um, recognition and really struggling to find his role on this team, he's finally starting to flourish. So those are my guys. Uh, and then you touched on Jokic, and I think we all we all know what Jokic is capable of on a nightly basis in, in DFS. Yeah, okay. I, I have skipped Will Barton here, and I thank you for bringing him to my attention. I have been playing him. Uh, I may have just run out of a little bit of time here uh, getting prepared for the podcast, but that's a good call, man. Denver Nuggets, uh, Will Barton, he is basically giving us a floor of over 30 DK points right now. So I love that call. Uh, The minutes are there all the time for him in this starting lineup. Uh, And yes, 5,600 is too cheap for that guy. Good call. Uh, Jokic, that is just smash, smash it with your fist, smashes. However you get it into your lineup for me, it's Jokic tonight, 77 DK points against this Chicago Bulls team recently. Uh, and apart from, you know, one kind of lower game in a blowout against the Hornets, I think this salary is still the Joker's floor. We mentioned Vucevic earlier. Uh, I just think for pure upside, it's it's Nicola and uh, no one else. Daylight between him and the next dude. Uh, we, we still do have a couple of high-priced guards coming up in the next one, so it's going to depend on your build, as we've already touched on. Uh, but I love the Joker here. All right, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. This is going to be fun. It is the Dallas Mavericks traveling to the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, we have a high game total, as expected. It is 234.5. The Mavs are favored by 2.5. Fast game total, close game, hopefully. Uh, for the injury reports, we have uh, Dallas Mavericks, Willie Cauley-Stein, Dorian Finney-Smith, <laughs> it's the Hyphen brothers, uh, James Johnson, and they are all listed as out. Portland have not submitted an injury report as yet. Now, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I'm over here in the middle of my work day. I have run out of time to get too deep into the last two games, so we are going to be relying heavily on the brilliant mind of David Minkoff in New York City. Dave, the Dallas <laughs> no Mavericks. <pressure. laughs> no pressure at all, mate. It's all <laughs> going to be you. Uh, in fact, you can just finish the podcast by yourself. No, I'm joking. I, I still have eyes on a couple of guys here. Uh, but let's do it, man. Break it down. Dallas Mavericks, what do you have versus the Blazers? 
Yeah, I mean, this is a primetime battle of two just superstars. One that's been established and one that continues to flourish as a primetime MVP candidate. And that's going to be Luka Doncic at $10,700. He's going to be absolutely one of my favorite plays. A price up for sure, but a price up worth getting, especially against the Blazers. I love him. He's coming off a 74-point effort in his last game against the Clippers. In fact, over his last four games, he's averaging close to 60 fantasy points a game, which is which is just outrageous. And a guy that has 70, 75-point fantasy upside. So I love him in this matchup. My favorite play um, in that guard position. The other guy I'm looking at on the maps is going to be Josh Richardson, 5,200, starting to get a little bit more consistent, which is something to say from Mr. Josh. Uh, despite one dud against the Clippers over his last four, he's been putting up 30 to 40 fantasy points consistently night in, night out. I think he's going to be overlooked on this entire slate, which is all the more reason to fire up some Josh Richardson, also a former 76er, just throwing that out there as well. (laughs) Um, So I absolutely like Richardson and Luka Doncic, and then that's pretty much where my interest level starts and ends. Christoph Porzingis, uh, certainly has 50-point upside. We've seen it before. 7900 is a nice price tag for him in a great matchup against the Blazers. I just don't see that level of consistency night in and night out recently, so I'm not going to have too much interest in Porzingis, but I don't fault anyone for going the Porzingis route. Brenton, take it away. Uh, I'm I'm straight down the line with you, man. Looking at this a little closer now, uh, I think Luca's probably my favourite play on the slate. We have Nikola Jokic as well. Uh, I prefer Luca here versus um, Damian Lillard. Um, you know, Portland Trailblazer backcourt defense. Uh, I think Luca could do anything here. It's going to, again, be that build thing. Can you get two studs in there? Do we have enough value? Uh, if you don't, are you playing a guard stud or a center stud? It's pretty much down to that tonight. I like Luca if you're going guard. I love Jokic if you're going center. I will leave Damian Lillard out here, even though it's a fantastic matchup back the other way against Luca. I just don't. I just just prefer the $200 saving uh, playing Doncic. So Porzingis, nope, that's too risky for me at 7900 And yes, you're spot on, man. The consistency of Josh Richardson lately, 5200 It may be a little risky, but uh, 31.75, 18.25, 36.5, and 43.75. So we know the upside is there at the moment. 5200 is a pretty good price tag for someone giving us those fantasy returns. Over to the Blazers. CJ McCollum came back in the last game. Um, I think he only played 26 minutes. There's probably better options there. What about Dame? Can we go Dame time? Can we run him back against Luca? What do you think, Dave? I, I think in a primetime matchup, we absolutely can run Lillard. It's just a matter of build, like you mentioned. it. I just don't see enough salary to go around. If you want to throw in Luca and Damian, you're not going to have a chance to go after some of these fantastic big man options. At, at the center position, which are Vucevic and, and um, the two Nicolas, uh, just to make it easier. Uh, so th- that's really <laughs> the, the real challenge, I think, is, is just going to be getting everyone into your lineup. So uh, that's why I, I fully support anyone that wants to play Lillard. I think he's going to be a slightly less owned than Luca as well because of that increase in, in price, $200 more. But I don't see any reason why he can't put up 70 fantasy points in this one. Uh, I'm not going to have too much interest despite this huge game total. I'm not going to have a lot of interest in anyone else really on the Blazers' side. 
Robert Covington is going to be have some interest level for me just because he gets blocks and steals. I, I can make a, a threes in, in bunches, uh, and he does have forty point upside. I just don't know if I can trust him. He's more of a tournament play only. Uh, and then same thing has to go with with Ennis Cantor. With Ennis Ennis Cantor, sorry about that. Um, he is six nine hundred. Uh, that price hasn't gone down too much, and he hasn't really seen a game where he's put up 40 fantasy points in some time. In fact, since early March, we haven't seen a 50-point uh, performance. This is a great opportunity for Cantor. I just don't know if he's going to be able to, to, to provide enough value uh, at 6,900 for me to be playing him at all. So it's going to start pretty much with Lillard and end with Lillard on, with a little bit of sprinkle of Covington. Fair enough, man. Yeah, Ennis Cantor has dropped off considerably lately. Uh, 6,900 versus Dallas. It's very risky. Uh, I think we have better options out there. I've already mentioned that I think I'd just rather play some other guys over Lillard tonight. It is the primetime matchup, as you mentioned. I just prefer Doncic coming back the other way uh, at a slight cheaper price as well. So that is it for that game. I believe we've covered the Mavs. We've covered the Blazers. Let's get on to the last game of the night. It is the Minnesota Timberwolves traveling to and facing the Phoenix Suns, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This has a fairly high game total for a game uh, that has the Suns in it. Uh, 231.5 game total. Suns favored by 10. That could be 20. That could be 30. Who knows? Uh, The pace here, you know, the Suns get a monstrous pace boost uh, playing against the Wolves. I am going to pass it over to you and run through some names while you're talking, Dave. Minnesota Timberwolves, can you play Cat? Uh, do you have interest in any of the secondary guys versus the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, I have a little bit of interest in Cat, despite this matchup against the tough Suns defense. I mean, he's a guy that can pretty much score against anyone. Doesn't have as much upside, in my opinion, these days um, as as Nikola Vucevic, uh, priced at only $400 more. But I think he's a great tournament type of play against the Suns. So I'm going to have a little bit of interest in him. A guy that can get points, rebounds, can do a little bit of everything. And someone has to score for this Wolves team. Um, and in a blowout scenario, that's my only concern for, for Carl Anthony Towns. The only reason why I'm, I'm considering him only a tournament option. The other guy I'm looking at has to be the emergence of another rookie number one pick who is often overlooked just because of a slow start to his career, and that's Mr. Anthony Edwards, who's who's finally starting to show consistency now that he's getting consistent minutes as a starter for the Wolves. Um, Despite a blowout, I still think he gets plenty of minutes and has 40 to 45 point upside uh, in this matchup despite a blowout. So I like Edwards 7100 a little bit. Again, more of a tournament play just because of this volatile game total um, and spread. So I'm not going to have a lot of cash interest in him either. And, the, and then finally, the last tournament guy that I'm going to be looking at is Jalen Noel coming off the bench, a um, just a do-everything kind of bench player, especially with um, McLaugh- McLaughlin out uh, in this game. I like Jalen Noel, who gets who's been getting consistent minutes off the bench, and the coach has really... Um, leaned on him heavily uh, to provide that that scoring, um, especially because there's so so much issues as far as getting the ball in the basket for the Wolves. So I like him too in a tournament setting. So I, I like actually like three guys from a tournament perspective, but none for cash. What about for you, Brendan? Any interest at all in any of the guys I mentioned? 
Look, I think the one guy that I would probably land on here is Anthony Edwards. Uh, I, I don't overlook this guy. Love his game. Doesn't look like a first-year rookie, that's for sure. He is uh, very confident, and I just like watching him play basketball. 7,100. This dude is flying above that salary right now. 38, 46, 37.5, 40. And the three games... Prior to that, we're all 30-plus as well. This guy's just on a tear. Uh, he's going to get as many shots as he likes, even with Cat back in the lineup. Uh, 22 field goal attempts and 24 field goal attempts in his last two. That doesn't change here. Uh, the battle against the Suns isn't fantastic, but I still like that price for Anthony Edwards. Uh, I won't be touching Towns at 9,400. I much prefer just playing Vucevic at that slightly uh, lower center range. And that is probably it for me. And that is only based on matchup. Um, now, Noel, yes, absolutely. Sorry, we'll, we'll drop in there as well. And that's based on the back of a potential blowout here. If this game gets out of hand, this, this kid could get 28, 30, 32 minutes. Who knows? And 5,300, that is worth a stab as well. On the Suns' side of the ball, last team of the night, Mr. Menkoff. Uh, this is a terrible defensive unit in the Minnesota Timberwolves. They play fast. Uh, the Phoenix Suns basically get a pace bump from the bottom of the ladder all the way to the top. What do you think here? Can we risk playing any Phoenix Suns starters? Yeah, very much a risk indeed. Uh, I have to say that Chris Paul is going to be one of my favorite plays in this game. Uh, 7500 is certainly a price tag I'm willing to pay just because he can, can put up a double-double with assists in no time. Should get plenty of points as well and steals as well. So I like Chris Ball. Um, that's pretty much my interest level from a cash perspective. I'm going to have some tournament interest in guys like Devin Booker, 7800, um, a guy that can go off 40, 50 fantasy points in an instant. Um, I just don't see him getting too many minutes in a likely blowout scenario. Uh, and that's and that's pretty much it. DeAndre Ayton, uh, 6,400, is a guy that we haven't seen a lot of um, ceiling type of games recently, but a guy that can put up 40, 45 fantasy points. Uh, again, more of a tournament option for me. And that's pretty much it. Frank Kaminsky has fallen out of the rotation entirely. He might come back in if this game, if this game becomes a blowout early. He might get 15, 20 minutes, and, and then he's certainly going to be in play at $3,000. But... Again, we just don't know with him and his rotation, uh, the way the Suns have been running out, the rotations, he has not been getting those minutes. So for me, it's going to be Chris Paul for, for, for cash, and that's pretty much it on the Phoenix side. What about for you? Fair enough, man. It's it's a tough one to to kind of judge when we're talking about you know this potential blowout right in front of us. You'd love Minnesota to keep it close, but I just don't think it happens, unfortunately. So I am pretty much steering away from most starters here. If I was going to take a stab at anyone, it would be DeAndre Ayton at 6,400. Uh, the Timberwolves have been terrible at guarding the center spot all year. Cat coming back improves their offense. It does not improve their defense. So I don't mind DeAndre Ayton at 6,400, and I'm pretty much skipping over the rest of these guys. The only other name that I'll drop in, and I dropped him in on Monday as well, is the potential blowout guy could be campaign uh, 3900 That's not a bad price, but risking a blowout play is always risky, I guess. That wraps it up, guys. 
I think that's it. That's 10 games. We got through it, Dave. That was a big card. Uh, lots to talk about. Lots of movement going on with teams at the moment. But thanks to you, mate. Um, let that, that was a long podcast. Let's just pick our favourite play of the night uh, for the good people out there. Who do you have as your absolute favourite play? For me, it's going to be De'Aaron Fox in game one of Ooh. the entire slate. 9,100. Lock him in. Lock, him, lock and load with De'Aaron Fox. Who is your favourite play? I'm going back to the well on uh, Vucevic. Uh, I lost a bet with Will last Friday trying to play that guy, and that failed miserably, but I don't see who stops him here. Uh, it's a little bit of a salary save from Nikola Jokic, and that's why I like Vuce a little. So that's my favorite play. Cool, guys. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, check us out on Twitter. You can find Dave over there at D. Menk33, uh, that is D-M-E-N-K-3-3. You can find myself at Terrain72, T-E-R-R-A-I-N-7-2. Give us a follow, give us a thumbs up. Uh, we won't keep you guys any longer. It is. It has been a long card. Anything you want to drop in before we leave, Dave? Good luck to everyone, and let's win some tournaments. Let's do it. Hoopballs DFS today, smashing daily NBA fantasy with you. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.